0: Welcome all to K-Drama School. Hello, how are you? Lovely to be here. I'm very happy to be here. And today, folks, I have a guest. Yes, I haven't had a guest here in a minute, but I recorded this with our, our good friend Tobias Hauser, my comedian friend out in Berlin, and he will be joining us very soon. But first, I want to discuss the show My Demon, which is a quote-unquote Netflix original, but it is actually an SBS production and it has been airing since the fall. It's a pretty long show actually. So it's been going on for 16 episodes and it just wrapped like last week. So we're finally going to talk about My Demon. And this is, um, how do I put it? This is a kind of show that I would say like younger crowds might be into. Like I would say teenagers might be into this. Um, I, I was quite shocked at the uh, sex scene of this show, <laughs> oh my god, I don't think I'll ever get over it. I'm just never ever going to get over uh, nudity or sex scenes in a Korean television show, like never ever ever. Um, there wasn't like any nudity or anything like that because this was an SBS production, meaning this was like broadcast all over South Korean, you know, in, in the the just broadcast, like free television. So this did not have any nudity, but there is a sex scene and I was like really shocked, especially because the actress, Kim Yu jung she is a child actress who's been around for like, as long as um, she's been alive, pretty much, like she's been, she's been acting since she was like a little toddler. Yeah, she was born in 1999 and she's been acting for like 20 years, so... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we've, we've been watching her go from toddler to grown woman over the span of the last like 20 some odd years and um, what I like about Kim Yoo-jung is that she is a like well-seasoned performer granted she hasn't had enough life experiences to bring like a diversity or versatility or variety to her role Um, She's quite a rigid performer, Um, she's not as like flexible and like there isn't as much self-trust, let's put it that way, to improvise or like make weirder choices. Uh, She's pretty like pretty type A, very perfectionist, very um, I don't know like ready-made. Yeah, ready-made would be the best way to describe her. Everything about her is like, every square inch is like perfectly pixelated to perfection. And um, yeah, I really do wonder, um, when does she let loose? <laughs> I wonder, I wonder uh, what she does for recreation. Like, does she smoke some pot? Does she know how to kick back and relax? I really wonder. Does she allow that for herself? I, I do wonder that. And her co-star is Hong Kang. Song Gang, the very beautiful, pretty boy Song Gang, who looks like a model. I'm pretty sure he used to be a model, right? Yeah, he's been acting for a while too, but um, I wouldn't say he is as uh, seasoned as his um, co-star because Kim Yoo Jung has been doing it since she was like a little kid. But Song Gang, he's been doing it more or less as a young adult. I mean, he's still technically a young adult. He's he's still a young man, but he's. I don't know, Um, his acting is not great. Yeah, I would say he's more like a poster boy for just like pretty boy, like pretty Korean boy, like for the screen. So when I watch My Demon, I'm not watching it for the story. No, like the story, we've already heard this. I'm not watching it for like any deeper emotional purpose. Like none of that is in there for me. This is like a very shallow kind of K-drama, which is fine for what it is. Um, So like, how would I label this? I would describe this as like... Um, A pretty sight to see, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, because you have these two faces that are very fresh, youthful, young, gorgeous, they look perfect, but there's no depth. There isn't pathos. There isn't digging around into something bigger and, you know, whatever for me. So um, this is just like a like, I don't know, a bag of chips, I would say. Like a bag of fancy Japanese chips. Yeah maybe that's the best way to put it. Uh, It's like eating a... well there's cake theme in this show, right? Like the demon loves his cake. So it's like eating a very beautiful French pastry. Mmm, that's what this drama is like. So if you want a beautiful French pastry, this is the one to go and get it. But just know that 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 beautiful French pastry is actually not cake. It's, um, It's a replica of what a rich savory sweet um indulgent cake would be but this is actually made of styrofoam and plastic and you can't put your fork through it because there's there's nothing inside it's hollow ding ding it's a hollow shell so that's what this show was like when i first started watching this series i was um incredibly uh how do i say annoyed (laughs) I was annoyed at the director's choice. So the director for this show is Kim Chang Han, who hasn't directed a lot of TV shows. This is his second direct. Um, this is a second project where he's directing a K drama, and uh, his first is actually a show called You Raise Me Up, and uh, I haven't seen it yet. But You Raise Me Up, the premise of that show is this guy in his thirties. He can't get his Dick up. <laughs> it's about a guy who can't get an erection. See, that is a show I want to see. Like after looking at this director, um, after looking at his filmography, I was like, I need to know. I need to know what this show is. The first one that he directed, "You Raise Me Up," that I gotta see. So, uh, well done, you know, Kim Jong-un for that. But like this show, "My Demon," he ripped off of goblin or guardian the great and lonely god so much that i was just like annoyed the like every step of the every step of the way you know like aesthetics you know color schemes the moment when he's like walking and there's like you know fog and like blue lighting and like a long coat and the slow motion effects it's like we've seen that almost 10 years ago in goblin so you're gonna redo that for this demon show like when when is when is the copycat shit gonna stop you know so okay like again that's why this is to me a bag of chips or like a french pastry replica not an actual french pastry because the the parts of what was successful in a korean drama before like a mega hit those parts are there like pretty faces the pretty aesthetics but the um the novelty of it has worn out over the last nine years. So can you do something different? Can you do something new? Mm. So that's where my irritation was arising. So, okay, so with My Demon, like, is it the best show? No, but does it satisfy some qualities? Like, okay, like maybe you just want to see a show where there are cute faces the whole time. Okay, great. Go for it. Because a lot of the times when the actors are really good, They're not all like perfectly, you know, zero wrinkle, big doe eyed characters who like barely move their face when they're like expressing or emoting, you know, because that's what that's what this is total, complete and utter rigidity (laughs) and um, not a lot of emotion. So that's what we get with my demon. So. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that show. And uh, now let's talk to my good buddy Tobias Hauser. Good to see you.
1: You too. Is my mic working? I guess it is.
0: Mhm. I can hear you loud and clear. Wow. Wow. Good. Wow. When do yeah. you um I don't know. I I haven't worked in so long like in an office. When do you guys like get time off if ever?
1: Um when I, when we ask for it. <laughs> i mean i I guess for
0: for like christmas and stuff
1: yeah i mean i i have 30 vacation days and i can just um, i can just yeah ask for what's convenient for me and then Ah. usually that works out yeah i do have i do have the week before christmas off and then i'm back at work on the 27th
0: 30 days off that's a lot
1: yeah, I think 25 is the legal minimum. Um, so everything mm-hmm. above that. But I mean, most, I think most employee, employers give 30 days off. Yeah, yeah
0: not in America. I think no. we had like 14 days or seven. Yeah. I think oh. seven. <laughs> something really, okay. really low. Yeah. Yeah. uh oh, it's so much more humane in Europe.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess we don't. <laughs> you make more money and that makes up for it i don't know
0: maybe i think i read somewhere though that americans work the most hours and yet they don't make like that much money okay and um i was like okay like yeah like america's a superpower because it knows how to exploit its workers very
1: well i think
0: Mm. they figured it out
1: but i feel like every american has a house at least one owns a house every
0: every boomer has a house yes mm. millennials yeah. do not no. uh the whole homeownership thing is really a myth at this point i think um the whole like white picket fence and things like that even like yeah. after the boomer generation the ones that are buying property it was mostly like apartment building like an apartment condo okay. or a co-op or you know yeah. like not a picket fence with a yard and shit
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Do you wanna do you wanna own a home like that someday?
1: No, I don't wanna I don't wanna be a homeowner. It's very convenient to rent. Like sure you you know, in Germany it's great because you have like there's a lot of like a lot of like legal protection for renters. Mm, um, I see. but I don't have to like pay to have I don't know my windows replaced if they break or something. It's oh, right. not my responsibility That's true. to do. So yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. yeah that is really the upside to being a, a like a tenant cuz like just yeah. the other day like my garbage disposal wasn't working so a plumber came and just like replaced it you know like yeah. if i were a homeowner that'd be like a $500 job
1: <laughs> exactly yeah i mean my landlord is a uh an actual nazi i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying he's mean i'm not saying they're mean yeah. or anything i'm saying they are like right, legitimately right. uh the person part of the nazi who- party yeah yeah the one mm-hmm. who owned this house i think he's dead now but he was he founded some <laughs> some white nationalist party in germany i didn't realize that until i moved in and now it's the rent is just too cheap to to move out <laughs> mm.
0: you're yeah. it, you're still in the same building right the one that i visited like back in 2019 exactly. 2018 it's a yeah. beautiful it's a beautiful apartment i i wouldn't leave yeah. either yeah it's really yeah, gorgeous it it's big and the location's great too like exactly everything about it like what's to complain you have this gorgeous park not too far away right
1: yes yeah Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. you should come back
0: i want to go back so badly tobias oh my gosh you know how like i asked you and like a couple other people for uh your um mailing addresses Mm -hmm. home address uh everybody's like what's a mailing address (laughs) i was like oh it's something we use in america um i i was asking because I, I was just like writing it out going like I really miss Berlin and I really want to go back in 2024 that's like an intention I am like yeah. deliberately setting for myself because I keep saying I want to go back I want to go back and then there's all yeah. these like like, 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 like like lockdown and then there's a war and there's like a recession and inflation so many excuses not to but it's like I want to I love Berlin I want to go back
1: yeah gotta yeah, do we it welcome you with open arms <laughs> thank you do you uh, love that artist SZA? By the way, SZA. I I don't know if I actively know any of her songs.
0: She has one song called "Open Arms," and it's so beautiful. I love it. Okay. It's like it's like that Wham song, that Mariah Carey covered, which I prefer because it's Mariah Carey. But um, but it's also nothing like it. You know, the lyrics are different. The song is different. Melody is different. Ugh, I love SZA, but just yeah, the same title.
1: Yeah,
0: same exact title. You know, but everything well, about uh, it is
1: different. Say, uh, Tina Turner has a song called "Open Arms," um, which I'm sure is also different than all of the other, both of the other two. Really? Yeah.
0: Amazing, amazing. You know, yeah. Tina Turner for me, she's like one of my idols in life. Yeah. Like, if there is like a woman that I strive to, like be like, she's up there on my altar.
1: You want to marry a rich Swiss person. Is that it?
0: (laughs) Sure. That'd be nice too. But no, it's more like it's what she's overcome that I love. Yeah. She's overcome so much and never lost hope. And that's, I think that's what I love about her. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like Tina Turner?
1: I love Tina Turner. Ah. Yeah. I love Tina Turner and I love Cher, which who is on this (laughs) pillow in the back. Do you see her? Yes. My Cher pillow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love Cher too. Cher is amazing. She's like another one of these like goddess figures who's just like, how are you even real? Like, how are you actually like a real human person? I feel like she's an alien. Do you feel that way?
1: She might be. I mean, yeah, some people are too good to be true. She's 77. Same age as Dolly Parton, who's also... (laughs) the third in the she's... trifecta of unreal yes <laughs> women of music yeah
0: yeah she's amazing I oh my god Dolly Parton the reason why I love Dolly Parton is because she's got such a big heart like yeah. I think that's why her boobs are so enormous it's like she had to augment hey, her chest she had to augment it in order to accommodate the size of her heart because she's got yeah. so much love to give I think that's why I love her
1: I'm so glad we starting this conversation with Dolly Parton's boobs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah how how's your uh, singer songwriter career going Tobias? Tell me more. Tell me more about
1: this. Um, I think when we talked last year, I had I had a goal for this year to write an album, and I have mm-hmm. I've written an extended play, so I have like six <gasps> songs. Not not enough for an album, but enough for an EP. Um, yes yeah yeah
0: oh my god but the year's not over so maybe
1: there's six more songs in me
0: oh my god yeah hello rise up to the challenge can he do this in the next 16 days I think you can uh are you going to release this I hope you do
1: no I don't even know how to record it properly I've started like I've started to dabble in music production and recording things and nothing sounds very good. So I need to figure that out first, and then maybe in a year or two, I'm ready to send you a song.
0: In a year or two? Okay. Yeah. Th-
1: there yeah. there's
0: this there's this singer-songwriter, he's like a folk musician. You do kind of folky stuff, right? Like it's like yeah. folky comedic. Yeah. So this dude, he was in LA for like twenty years or whatever, a really long time. Um, I think he's out from like the Midwest, but uh, he's like a clown. He wears a mask. He does like puppet shows and he plays guitar and he sings songs and the puppets will like play like while he's like filming it. He used to do live puppet shows in Koreatown in Los Angeles every like the last Friday of every month or whatever. And then it would be like this live thing. It was like really amazing. But anyway, um, he released an EP and it's very lo-fi like super okay. lo-fi like it doesn't sound like you know fucking entree 3000 or whatever yeah super lo-fi very minimal but i love it i love it so much because uh his lyrics are great his melodies are great mostly his lyrics so he's like very much a poet but anyway my point is i don't think people care that much about the 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 booming quality the you know the high res Mm. whatever you know like maybe just something lo-fi is okay um yeah it's just your own maybe it's your your own personal standards like what you have for yourself is like up here it's like i want to be here i want to be like share so that's gonna take another year or two
1: i think also i'm just i'm just too uh i'm I'm just i don't have the confidence in these songs to release them so i'm just pushing I putting see. it off and just pretending that makes sense there's another mm-hmm. reason for me mm-hmm. not to yeah
0: yeah no that's a very valid reason actually is like uh writing a, a draft of a like a script mm. or a novel is like the first draft mm. would i dare release this as it is no i wouldn't i would give it like you say a year or two years yeah. to edit refine polish yeah that's understandable but six songs in the past year that's a feat that is that's actually a lot i mean
1: i had three months off where i was just so six months uh, six songs in three months is not that much could have been i could have been more that's 12 weeks could have been 12 songs i feel like i Mm. like the first eight weeks i was just being lazy and uh yeah Mm. drinking wine and yeah
0: relaxing enjoying your vacation you mean
1: exactly yeah that's also what is known as yeah are you writing a new book are you but are you are you doing that
0: i am i'm working on two books at the moment um yeah i i wrote a draft of a novel last year and i am like adding things and cutting things out at the moment so that's in the works and then um, I have a second nonfiction book that I'm slowly piecing together that's going to be a follow up to the first book, the first nonfiction mm-hmm. book that's going to come out in April of 2024. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's slowly being pieced together at the moment, um, along with a screenplay I'm working on. So nice. yeah, I've got a lot, of, a lot of things in the air right now. Uh, I'm keeping myself yeah,
1: busy. You're busy, exactly yeah exciting
0: but i i know that feeling of being like oh i'm drinking wine and i'm sitting still and i'm relaxing and how dare i how dare yeah. i have this glass of wine and relax i should be writing 13 more songs I should yeah. be writing out my 13th book like i know that yeah. feeling and when you were saying that i was like oh my god tobias is like an asian it's like he sounds <laughs> like he was asian parents um because that's that's the thing like i i always feel inadequate always Mm. i don't know why i can't just feel adequate i always feel inadequate i always feel like there's a gun to my head screaming at me to produce more be more productive and i'm like who are you people get out of my head
1: I, yeah, I know what you mean. And it's also, even if I, if I do something productive, I'm like, okay, well, so I, I wrote, I, I wrote some lyrics, but why didn't I also work out? I should have also worked out. <laughs> and then I should have also learned Italian. Why was I just sitting there doing one thing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you, do you count things like, like, for instance, you know, like going for a walk, you know, I'm sure when you were in Italy, I'm sure you were walking a lot, right? Like, do you count that as exercise or even like, oh, I saw some beautiful photos you uploaded. I don't know what camera you used, but it was epically gorgeous. You had like the Milky Way in the sky, like those yeah. stars. So gorgeous. Like, moments like that are still part of the creative process in my thinking. Like, yeah, no, they, that's true. Right? Like, they nourish our minds. They nourish our hearts and souls. and they become part of the experience that the input that we eventually put out as an output so yes like do you count those little things
1: yeah 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 of course that counts um <laughs> yeah also it's a pixel <laughs> it's a pixel 7 that's the camera in case you were uh looking pixel to upgrade 7. from an iphone go change yeah to a pixel it's worth it
0: pixel 7. so was that on on a separate phone or is it a separate camera
1: No, it's just a a, a Google Pixel phone. That's it.
0: Oh, that's what it's called, a Pixel 7. See, I don't know these
1: things. (laughs) I don't know these things. So obsessed with Apple and iPhones. You don't even know. Yeah,
0: we're we're all brainwashed by Apple. We only use Mac. We only use iPhones. That's like the only thing Mm. we know how to use. All of our plugins all over. It's only iPhone stuff. Okay, Pixel 7, Mm. better quality. Those Google phones are probably cheaper too. Far cheaper than iPhones.
1: They are, yeah. Yeah, hmm. I I'm not getting paid okay. by Google. I wish I was, but yeah, I'm. I, I, they are great.
0: You seem very like at home in in Berlin. Do you think you'll spend the rest of your days there?
1: I don't know. I'm not. I I I I, I think I'm just more too lazy to start a new life. Like, why would I? I'm 37. I'm gonna move yeah. somewhere else and start making friends again. It's so much work. <laughs> and then you have like so much work yeah two friends after five years and that's just yeah that's true i don't know i don't know i'm not i am not i am not unhappy enough in berlin to leave berlin
0: Mm, that is (laughs) a good assessment yeah because people have been asking me a lot they're like do you feel at home in la and i feel like they've been asking me that for the last like eight years next year it's going to be nine i mean technically i have a gap year so it's only eight because i used one of those years like mostly in berlin and in in korea but like i don't know every time i get asked that question i don't know how to answer just yet like yeah i would like to i would like i'm making more of an effort to spread my roots down here because i've been here for almost a decade why not just admit that I, I am here and I belong here and I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna work it out here yeah. and just really commit. Cause I feel like I haven't committed mm. in some ways.
1: Yeah, I will say it took me probably nine or ten years to to uh admit to myself that I'm staying here and also like in Berlin and in this apartment. Mm. I I was in this apartment for nine yeah. years before I started to put some thought into the place and like make it nicer and like yes finally paint the walls yes. and uh stop pretending right, that i'm right. gonna move out next week yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny that that's like that like even like you know we would think because like i have i have intimacy and abandonment issues uh, like every comedian does to some extent but it's like you know we would think that way about people a lot of the times right it's like oh this person could i see them as my partner for life like we do ask that question when we start dating when you know we start to see each other more regularly and of course along with those questions comes all this fear and self-doubt it's like i don't know because they just did this thing and that's fucking freaky it reminds me of some shit that i don't want to deal with and it's like i'm gonna run away again like i don't know and it's like we do the same thing with space like shelter Mm. uh the home the home that we choose it's like is this really the place that i'm going to really like settle in enough to feel secure enough to be like now i'm too settled in or lazy to even leave you know because like that is that kind of is like resigning and surrendering to the space and be like i'm gonna commit i'm gonna commit to this i'm gonna i'm i'm happy here i choose to be happy here and I feel like uh, that's the same thing, whether it's a person or a home that we choose. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a question of are you are you settling down or are you settling? I guess you want don't want to settle, but oh, maybe you that's do want to really settle good. down at some point. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's really good. I, that's, I like that. Uh, are, you from McBeal, are you settling
1: down? Actually, I didn't come up with that. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! You watched Ali McPheel? That's amazing. Several
1: times, yes. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, what's the draw? I'm curious. But the the, the context behind this quote? Oh no! The why why was it? Like, no, what made Yeah,
0: yeah. Why are you drawn I to? I mean, it? I
1: there wasn't that much good TV in the '90s, so that was one of the better <laughs> ones. I don't know if Allie McPheel was on TV. If, if it was on TV right now, I don't know if I would still watch it, but. In the '90s, I was obsessed. Sure, yeah, and it does have like you know I do enjoy the characters on it, and it also yeah I mean I don't know Jane Krakowski's on it, so that's a big draw I guess. Yeah, yeah, she's great.
0: Yeah, she's great. What about what about her? Like the protagonist, that actress? Like she's very thin, blonde. She looks very. Uh, I don't know. I don't know nothing about the show. What? What? Like, what is it about? Like, living through this protagonist vicariously in that worlding, like that gave you some kind of satisfaction. No,
1: I don't think the as a Tobias
0: in the nineties.
1: I don't think the main protagonist was is the is the big draw because she was very annoying. Ellen McBeal mm. is incredibly annoying. Like <laughs> the decisions she makes are so stupid, and it's but it's also like. I mean, isn't that the case often? Because also, my yes. actual favorite show in the 90s or of all times was Buffy. And the character of Buffy oh, is also yeah. sometimes great. just super annoying. And it's really it's more about mess, the main, yeah. about the side characters.
0: That's true. Yeah, TV's fun because the side, the supporting characters, the supporting actors are like bad shit. Like, they're really extreme. Yeah. That is what makes it entertaining. Yeah, mm-hmm. true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like uh, it's not the main course that we're here for; it's the appetizers yes. and the 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 martinis and the cocktails. And the Those are fun. Yeah. I get it.
1: Yeah,
0: and the desserts. Yes, yes. Good point. Oh, speaking of which, have you ever have you ever seen the John Wick films?
1: No, I've not.
0: Okay. No. I personally am not a fan of extreme violence in any cinema like if it's super violent and there's a lot of fighting you know like war sequences mm. like in Lord of the Rings Game of Thrones like like when there's war and fighting and action i start passing out okay. cuz it's so boring and repetitive redundant i'm like okay like i all right good night and i just sleep but when i was watching the john wick franchise it's like watching ballet but with guns Okay. And fight sequences mm. like it's so beautiful. Like the 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 moves like the decisions, the choices of those moves like the martial arts, yeah. it is an art. It's so gorgeous to me in my viewing that I was just like I don't know it was doing something for me yeah and there's four there's four films in the john wick franchise but the second one is my favorite and i was like why is second one my favorite and i had to think and think and now i know why and it's because the second one reminds me of pretty woman and let me ask you in the film pretty woman you've seen it right you've seen it with julia roberts Honestly, i don't
1: know um i don't remember i don't think i've seen, oh you don't seen know the whole movie no also really you're, Okay. You're, video Uh is stuck right now on you doing this and it's very funny and it just keeps (laughs) doing this (laughs) okay now we're back now i see a live image of you
0: (laughs) (laughs) the 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 movement for the listeners with with without video is uh, me grabbing a sack of cow balls (laughs) and i'm playing with them in the
1: air that's what it looks like Cow balls (laughs) Do you mean their, their teeth? <laughs> Do they have balls? I guess
0: I guess I meant a bull's okay, testicles. Yeah. But mm. you're right. It's like cows. I meant a cow's udder. It's like either a cow's udder or what? a bull's testicles. Like I could be doing this too. Not items. a vertical
1: <laughs> udder, but like a horizontal <laughs> udder. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, well... I'm sure you will recall this, like in the Pretty Woman film. Like, what is the one sequence or scene that all the girls and gay boys love to talk about most?
1: I, 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 honestly, I don't think I've seen it. If, if it's, if it's the scene where (laughs) Richard Gere snaps the lid on the on the ring case, I know Uh, that one because apparently it was improvised. I, and then there's one where they go shopping and the shopkeeper is mean to her.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, that's it. That's the one. Like, all the girls that I grew up with, everybody would be like, I want to watch Pretty Woman because the shopping scene is my favorite scene. It's like just the sequence of her going to Beverly Hills, like Rodeo Mm. Drive, like going into these boutique stores and buying up all of this stuff that she could never afford before. And she's doing it. And then, yeah, she does have that encounter with the mean clerk. But it's like the shopping scene. It was the material scene, like oh, she's just like a spendthrift. She's freely just buying shit up. There was something powerful about that that all the kids were just like, oh my God, that looks so fun. So in John Wick 2, there is a se- sequence like that, but it's like masculinized. Okay. But it's like very adorable in a way. Like he goes to, quote unquote, a sommelier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the sommelier specializes not in wine, but in guns. And the guns that he... Um, suggest- recommends to John Wick to Mr. Wick are the Austrian oh, the guns blog? and they're super yeah they're super sexy mm. and like sleek and fast and smooth and sharp and I was just like watching this like as somebody who was anti-gun in America watching this makes me just like really love it It, it, i was like fetishizing these weapons and fetishizing the whole exchange of these two dudes like going gaga over weapons and guns i don't know Hmm. it was kind of doing something for me. okay
1: like in the yeah okay yes i yeah is it wait is it keanu reeves is that john wick it is you called him mr wick by the way which is very funny to me for some reason um yeah mr
0: wick that's what everybody calls him in the movie mr wick hello mr wick they treat him with so much suave and like awe i think that's also why i love it it's like they treat him like he is the man like he's the shit nobody fucks with john wick everybody like praises him and they're terrified of him but they're also trying to kill him at the same time it's fascinating Mm
1: -hmm. sounds familiar yeah
0: i think you might i think you might (laughs) it's your life yeah are you mr wick
1: try to kill me all the time (laughs) (laughs) mr wick
0: that's not that can't be true do you feel that way do you feel like people are coming after no. you all the time
1: no people i think uh perceive me as too harmless to to hurt me
0: <laughs> you're like a little hamster yeah. playing in the grass yeah. who would they couldn't dare squ- squash you
1: yeah yeah i'm yeah, very, very short yeah Mm.
0: Like, I think I've asked you this, like, the year before and and possibly the year prior, but, like, you know, this looking back on 2023, like, what do you think? I mean, in what ways do you think Tobias Hauser is different and yet the same? And what, what aspects of the things that you've done this past year are you super proud of or surprised by that you're like, oh, I didn't realize I could do this and here it is?
1: Um... I guess, like, yeah, writing songs and, like, sincere songs, not comedy songs, but, like, earnest songs about oh. love and loss and people dying and people aging and running away from things. Um, that's, wow. I guess that's something that I, I didn't, I never saw myself doing because I'm not very good at sincerely um, expressing my feelings. But maybe that's why I did do it. I did it in song. Um mm because then Mm -hmm. it's sort of removed from it a little bit. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I guess that um, I just. Yeah, I think the the big the next big step is going to be like actually like having somebody else listen to them and performing them like I I do want to go to like, you know, like a singer song where to open mic and play some of them to see Mm -hmm. how they go over. But the first Mm. step of writing them and like writing down these words um, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a little, that was like, I don't know if I would say a big step, but it, yeah, was a step, for sure. hmm Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you were being vulnerable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is not a very Topias Hauser
1: quality, exactly. really. Yeah. No, I'm not, I usually, I usually don't, yeah, talk about my feelings in a very, Earnest, honest, and sincere way. Uh, I think that's probably why I do stand up comedy is so you can talk about your feelings, but you yeah. also make fun of them and you don't mm-hmm. have to take mm-hmm. them too seriously
0: exactly exactly it's the ultimate brush off the ultimate brush off is comedy i mean it is and it isn't right it's like we do comedy because we're we're processing the difficult stuff and then we process it and we transmute it into a joke and being like well isn't this hilarious Mm -hmm. it's actually like nothing for us to really be afraid about afraid of or sad about and so that is the catharsis of comedy however like you being leaning more into like the Joni Mitchell the jo- the D- Joan Baez kind of quality of being tender-hearted and open yeah and um you know like exploring your depths a little bit more is I mean I think that is actually a huge step you know like you saying like it's a step but no I say it is a huge one because it's scary to do that i think it takes a lot of courage see you're already like distracting yourself with a pen moving things around right it's like t- getting this way is so fucking yes. terrifying to com- comedians yeah people gotta understand our adhd is about distracting ourselves from the tender stuff and being <laughs> like nope not happening this is such a threat jesus christ shoot me in between the eyes right now
1: yeah mm. yeah that's a good point it's not just about about uh ignoring the boring stuff it's also about ignoring the tender stuff yeah
0: yes i think that's a huge part yeah like you and I are synchronizing in some ways because this past year I slowed down so much with my stand-up. Like I, I haven't been going to open mics as much, but also because I feel like open mics don't help me as much mm. anymore. Um I only do shows if I'm invited to do them. And I I just slowed down in my social life a great deal too. Like, you know, if if somebody's too draining yeah. or um if somebody and I are not clicking as much like why put in the effort so um I've been isolating myself a lot more too but while doing that like all of that energy is going into my books and my writing and painting other shit right but like I think I was doing that because I wanted to explore that depth more and be like why am I so afraid of intimacy and love because of my fear of intimacy and love is the reason why I don't have it in my life Even though I say that Mm. I am single and I am open and ready, am I being honest with myself? Really? Am I really ready if I am actually terrified of love and intimacy? And I've been making some, while also like separating myself from certain individuals, I've been reconciling with certain individuals from like way back, way, way back in my life. And that's been actually opening my heart up a lot like feeling safe enough to open my heart back up and be like okay like love can be okay for me and i can make more conscientious and intentional choices in how i choose to love and how i choose to receive it too um and like it's it's a difficult balance because it's also like i i'm not in control i'm not especially when it comes to relationships i'm not that much in control of how it goes you know like people have their own way of defining love and giving and receiving and taking it but like at least on my end on my end i want to be prepared enough to stay open and be trusting and be you know being brave being brave is a big part i think like you like you're taking a risk by being like i'm gonna explore these feelings that i never talk about publicly Mm. that i don't even talk about with my friends a lot of the times it's like very private for you yeah and you're like i'm going to take a risk and and write a song about it which is something that will eventually become a public medium Mm. so i'm seeing some synchronistic aspects there or maybe we're just getting old we're just getting old
1: (laughs) older and more lonely (laughs) that could be a point yeah i'm I that I probably is a point I am getting like it does feel I'm getting, like I'm getting more lonely just because everybody else is like doing other things and like all my straight friends are having yeah. babies so I gotta wait like another yes 18 years until I'm in my what is that f- late 50s and then I think they'll start <laughs> like they'll start dropping in again and be like hey my kids just moved out let's hang out again but until then I just <laughs> feel like yeah. everybody's moving on to other things it's boring yeah
0: yeah yeah do you want to have kids is that something you want no
1: i yeah, i you. am already overwhelmed with a cat that i'm waiting i'm waiting for him <laughs> to die because i'm
0: no! too much
1: responsibility already uh just this cat he's 10 now but no. still uh yeah
0: he has another 10 years as do far as i can tell do not do
1: although i can't afford that financially old cats are expensive as hell um yeah
0: (laughs) oh my god no you love your cat you love that thing i do but it's also just so much it's
1: like it is like it's a lot of work and it's like you know every time you go on vacation you have to like plan around it and organize it but at least i mean at least it's not a baby i'll i'll (laughs)
0: every time you go on vacation every time you go on vacation julieta comes over and takes takes good care of that not anymore whatever
1: stopped that arrangement so yeah
0: okay well you'll find another cat sitter and they'll take care of that cat it's i think maybe this is also connected to the fear of love it's like oh my cat is getting old that means you know they're gonna die soon Mm -hmm. and that'll be devastating and so let me start preparing And creating the boundaries and barriers in my mind and heart now to protect yeah. myself from the pain of this devastating loss that is looming. And um, I say, no, that cat has a good, at the very least, a good five years. Uh, most likely ten. <laughs> like, most likely Jesus. 10.
1: I can't, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's going to be like five teeth surgeries. And I cannot afford that. <laughs>
0: you you keep whining about money these days, which is understandable Mm. because Europe is like the inflation is really bad there. But I mean, so is LA, like during the, the screen, the screen, um, screenwriters guild, the actors strike, the SAG strike in LA all summer, Mm. the last like six, seven months, it's been like this, nobody's been working. And it's amazing how much it affects the whole town. Yeah because all of LA is an industry yeah. town. So there are certain casting offices or studios or you know agencies, there are businesses all around them. And those are held up because actors are constantly moving about. There's foot traffic there, but during the strike, completely dead. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like even even there's a cafe in fucking Koreatown. There aren't I mean, there's like one casting studio not too far from there, but it's Koreatown and there's a cafe I go to regularly and it's always slammed. I would never be able to find a table like it would be a thing. But the last couple times I went dead, no foot traffic, always a table available. I heard a woman like she's the barista somebody walked in asking for a job and she was like we'll accept your application but I'll, I'll be honest with you it's been so slow that our boss isn't hiring anybody at the moment. Mm. And um yeah, I think this past year financially was like like a kind of a a difficult time for everybody. Like yeah. All of Europe, I think all of America definitely in la yeah um so yeah you're not alone there you're definitely not alone
1: no i i yeah i I didn't realize how everybody in la is sort of connected to the movie industry um but when i every time i was there i was like yeah "Yeah, okay like even if you're not like direct, like if you're not an actor or a writer or a director or a producer people are like set designers and or i have i I have one friend who like works at a company that rents out art pieces to movie, movie production. So like, even like peripherally, everyone's somehow connected to the industry.
0: Yes. Yes. And like the hope that that like seeing this, you know, like visually, like there are two uh, artists, I guess. One of them is a taxidermist. She literally just gets dead carcasses and then stuffs them. That's her job. She's a taxidermist, a professional like that's how she makes her living and she lives in los angeles because there are set designs Mm. or production designers who look for her job specifically there's another dude whose job is solely to like make stuff that nobody else could possibly make it's like oh i need a specific kind of item it has to have this kind of function this and this and this and it's like they all go to him because he can do that work and so when I see that with my eyes and I and I meet the people and I experience it, it's it's a reality. Yeah. It's not this abstract thought or dream. And so when I see that, I can confidently say to any budding artist who's like in school or just doodling around and being like, I like doing this, but I don't know where it'll be purposeful. I'll be like, you can go to L.A. anytime. Like, there is a job for you. Mm. There is a job for you. You know, yeah. like, it's so fucking real here is undeniable yeah and and you're right like caterers you know there are people who make money just catering or there are people even like actors a lot of the actors are also working as bartenders caterers like baristas like their tips have depleted Mm -hmm. you know because we're just like not you know um but yeah the 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 industry is very much like like you know cohered with the 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 economy here that it's like unavoidable Mm. it's unavoidable but there is something nice about it actually it's to be like oh we're all connected and we're one there's something kind of yeah (laughs) comforting about that too Mm. anyway anyway yeah like Julieta would text me and say things like oh you know she went grocery shopping and usually it would be like 15 euros but now it's like 30 to 45 euros and i'm just like oh that actually does sound really really rough That's because she buys um,
1: uh, pre cooked octopus legs that are really expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's in this economy, you're buying octopus, really?
0: (laughs) Oh my god, I love (laughs) Huli. I love her so
1: much. Yo,
0: octopus legs are good, man. Sometimes you just got to get some octopus legs. Whatever, man. Like, know. you know, live it up. I'm a mountain Treat boy. Yourself. I don't
1: really know anything about seafood. I'm from a <laughs> landlocked country. We didn't fuck with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> man, I really kind of want to visit where you grew up. I-, I bet it looks like like a magical like gingerbread town. <laughs>
1: I mean it does, but also then just interspersed with all the tourism infrastructure. So it's just, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. It's it's not it's not as So they yeah. make an effort. It, it it's not like okay. the sound of music. It's more like this an advertisement for the sound of music.
0: Yeah. It <laughs> sounds really depressing. Mm. But at the same time, it sounds amazing. I want to go and see it. It sounds kitsch and camp and beautiful. Yeah, you should. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I, I'm going to. I'm going to make an effort this this coming year, 2024, to go to Europe. Yeah. Um. And I think I think I think the possibility is is okay. very much there. Well, let me um then ask you a couple of um flashcard questions. Yeah. And then. Let
1: me get a piece of paper. i we'll I've wrap up. With... Learned from the last time, I need to write down like the most important <sighs> facts as you're asking the question because by the time that I'm supposed to answer it, I have okay. forgotten most of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's the adhd need, i guess man. okay gonna write on, on this i know letter all of us insurance. have
0: it great what do you need insurance for medical insurance no it's
1: germans have insurance for everything this one is for what is this insurance this one for? is for this one is liability insurance or like house insurance like prop- rental
0: insurance got it got it got is it is
1: that what it's called i don't know like it ensures like if i lose my we key, have it in america instance, i i the the insurance company is gonna oh. uh pay for that
0: oh my god that's so convenient yeah why don't i think of things like that like that's pragmatic in 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 the states we have rental rental insurance but it's for something like flash floods or fires mm. or burglary you know that's what it's for but like losing your keys Mm. such a pragmatic and useful thing you know it's not it's not drama queen it's like a small problem that could be resolved through insurance that's beautiful okay i love germany all right all right all right let's go let's do this so uh i'm not i'm not going by anything written today i'm just going by what i remember and it's a new show it is currently on netflix it is not a netflix original it's called my demon and um i i haven't even finished the show to Mm -hmm. be honest with you i'm not even sure if i'll finish it because it's actually like not that great i'm a little too old for this show Mm -hmm. this is more a show for teenagers like it would have been like a buffy situation Mm -hmm. you know we have to be of a certain age to latch on okay so this is called my demon there's a demon who is 200 years old All right. So let's say you're this demon boy. You're very attractive, beautiful face, like sinewy, gorgeous skin. All right. Early 20s. You look so youthful and young and hot. And you have this like cross tattoo on your wrist. It's so gay. It's like right on your wrist, right right below your palm. It's like a little cross tattoo. And uh, it lights up whenever you're about to. Like use your powers to—I don't know—like manipulate the door to hit somebody in the face, or like bring a con, make a contract appear. So as a demon, your task is to get human beings, like manipulate human beings, to do stuff for you, like owe you money or owe you a life, and in exchange, you bring that soul to hell. That's that's why you're around. Okay, so you're you are fully a demon. You are not a benevolent angel so you're this demon guy and you're very powerful and you meet your next potential victim slash client but she's very brazen she's very bold like she's talking to you as if you're a nobody she's not afraid of you very up in your face you know like you she just doesn't respect you she's just like really really she's just like wilding out mm-hmm. wilding out this chica what do you do
1: um okay hang on okay uh i can't believe you took notes like a college student yeah (laughs) um so so this uh okay i'm a i'm 200 years old and i'm meeting this basically this shane krakowski character who's uh who's yeah yeah. um uh well the the you apparently the demon is gay Uh, or at least the (laughs) tattoo is gay he's got a gay tattoo that's your words not mine (laughs) Got a gay tattoo. Yeah, it's super so, gay. So <laughs> if I, as a gay demon, met Jane Krakowski, I I, I would team up with yes. her probably. I would, like, that sounds like a match made in heaven. Yeah. A gay demon and a sassy, oh. a sassy woman. <laughs> they're gonna, yes. They're going to yes. spend the rest of their, well, not the rest of their lives because she, she's going to get a baby and then she's going to drop him. Um, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> um but yeah i don't know uh I, I i guess i yeah i would try to team up with her could recruit her to my cause sort of maybe
0: okay yes she
1: sounds more convincing uh-huh. than Deep. i mean i guess if i'm hot i i'm also convincing but if someone's super hot if someone's like not doing what i tell them to do i could bring her in and be like you talk to him and then they'll be terrified of her and they'll do it mm. yeah, yeah
0: yeah okay I like this approach yeah you're just kind of like assessing like personality wise if I'm gay I love this shit like I like a bold outrageous girl yeah so you're like I'm down for it okay good Uh, amazing I don't know why that is like why gay
1: people love outrageous women ah I've never thought about it
0: that's a really good question why why do you think that is or what is your i mean are you attracted to certain women like that like what do you think is the attraction maybe
1: it's just because they gay people were like we're so used to we had to like sort of not be that kind of character we had to like be you know hold back Uh, and like yeah sort of like agree with everyone that that's why we Uh are attracted to that quality
0: oh because it's like oh like here it is like all this repression i had here she is it's like spouting off yeah the geyser maybe oh okay i like that logic you know i used to think because for me i don't know what it is about me but like gay men just latch on to Mm. me like that it's like i just i show up and then i have like three gay men around me immediately (laughs) no matter what country or city i go to it's just they are there as if they were waiting for me to arrive and we just get along great And I was wondering why just yesterday. So this is another kismet synchronistic thing. I was walking and I was like, why do gay men love me? And I realized it's because of my dad. My dad is like a severely toxically masculine, like Korean Marine, you know, like he was an actual staff sergeant. Like he was such a toxic, bullish, violent mean mm. dude uh, but also like has like loving qualities as well which makes it hard for somebody like me I'm, I'm always conflicted right and because like those are the qualities I was raised on like to me those are just in me it's like embedded in me so I have like a toxic daddy mm. in me all the time okay. and it comes out and then I think gay men sense it and there's an attraction there. Hmm. And I think that's what it is for okay. me on a personal level.
1: And they want you what do you think? They want your staff, sergeant staff.
0: <laughs> they want they want the daddy to come out and blow their whistle and scream at them yeah. and tell them they're fucking up. Yeah. It's a sadomasochistic thing, I think. Probably. We get along. We like it. <laughs> okay. All right, next question. So, let's say uh, you're the same demon boy, mm-hmm. okay? You also happen to be a huge cake connoisseur. Like, you love a good piece of cake. Like, this cake could be a thousand dollars, made by the best, like you know, pastry chef in the world, and you will go to these places and you will eat eat there specifically because you love cake so much. So, you made an appointment. You made a reservation at this one restaurant. It's like a very like you know, special expensive restaurant and they're specializing in cakes. You order a whole entire three-tier cake. No, it's a two-tier cake. It's a two-tier cake just for you. And you've been waiting three months to eat this cake and you're there and you're about to eat it. All right. Now a bunch of gangsters and thugs show up at at the restaurant and stand at your table and you're, you're about to take your first bite and he smacks that cake off your, like, just off your hand. And then he punches and smashes the cake, this beautiful cake, with his fist. <coughs> so shocked. I'm coughing. What do you, what do, you do? Murder,
1: obviously. Like, <laughs> excuse me? That's no way to treat a cake or me. Like, your life is going to end. I love cake, so I I feel hot demon boy, I feel him. And there's no way out of this for <laughs> yeah. the gangster gang. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's okay. Terrible. Hellfire. Hellfire. Yeah. I'm gonna use my demon mm. powers to I don't mm-hmm. know if he can do that, but just no, he can't. He can't. Yeah. He doesn't have like he
0: has powers. Okay,
1: yeah. Yeah, kill him. He has powers. Dead. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> gonna send, he's gonna go yeah, to hell kill. in a hell where there's no cake because it's too hot and it will melt the buttercream and that's what he deserves
0: yeah yeah it's like you kill my cake i kill yeah. you right, i i end your life okay okay yeah. beautiful all right all right so you're the same demon dude okay let's say let's say you you know you were out for a walk you're out for a walk in this dusky smoky night being all romantic and shit by yourself Mm -hmm. okay it's dusky you have this long coat your hair looks amazing you're tall and beautiful and sexy you're just walking all right and then you see that girl the the chick that didn't take you very seriously when you were out on this little chat And she's in distress. Like she's running away from somebody who's trying to murder her Mm -hmm. and she asks for your help. So you help her, but while you are helping her, something weird happens. You fall into, uh, like a lake or something and you start drowning. And then, so she grabs your wrist and rescues you. But during that transition, like that, that rescue, your gay ass tattoo on your Hmm. wrist transfers onto her, her wrist now she has your tattoo and therefore now she has your powers your powers are gone
1: what do you do uh first of all thank her for taking that ugly ass tattoo off my body and sacrificing (laughs) herself (laughs) it sounds horrible everybody like that tattoo everybody you're a demon and you're getting a like a crucifix tattoo everyone thinks you're a hardcore christian or something but you are actually are a demon so yeah <laughs> good riddance be yeah. gone tattoo enjoy <laughs> uh-huh. enjoy your christian hardcore christian life i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
0: <clears throat> okay
1: and then so that's it then. she can All right. yeah she mm. can have if the power if the getting rid of the tattoo costs me my powers i think that's worth it hmm
0: very easy you're very easy as this demon boy you just go with the flow of life the only time you show resistance and rage is when somebody kills your cake that's a big no-no
1: and if i mean i'm 200 years old i'm probably sick (laughs) of fucking sick of living even though i'm hot and young or and sinewy i think is a word used yeah i've never heard sinewy being used for to describe a person's physical appearance um i thought it was only used to describe a piece of meat that's tough but i guess you can also have a sinewy face
0: (laughs) sinewy body he's keeping it tight
1: yeah i'm done with it i'm sick of it you can have it the powers
0: oh yeah i like i like this uh old lady like who's had it kind of routine like have you noticed that like every single okay this is turning into a bit maybe i'm just trying out a bit with you right now but like have you noticed that every single like like uh office has an administrator who has been there and it's a woman she's pear-shaped and she's a woman and she's been there for like 49 Mm. years and she knows everything like she knows everything she knows everybody she knows everything Mm. and she's like She's like the one. She's not the CEO. No. God damn it. No, she's the administrator. She's an assistant. And yet she like without her, that place would yeah. collapse.
1: Yeah. Is this true yeah. for you two? And experience? she also assumes everybody else knows everything. And if you don't know everything, she's going <laughs> to let you know that yeah. you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you could show up there on your first day. Yeah. And if you don't know what a copy machine <laughs> is, she will read you to fill but maybe that's that's <laughs> a very German that's a very German thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case oh, everywhere. God.
0: That's amazing. I love. it. I like it. I, I guess I'm used to it. But yeah, she's a she's a badass. To all the uh, administrative uh, workers out there who are in their fucking 80s and still working, um, I love you, bitches. You women rule the world and run the world. Okay. Well, Tobias, before we wrap up. Let me um, ask you, like, what are some of the 2024 goals that you have for yourself? If not goals, wishes, dreams, possibilities that um, you'd like, that you would like to intend for your upcoming year for yourself?
1: Um, I want to, yeah, I want to perform my songs or some of them at like a singer-songwriter open mic. Uh, That is one goal. I want to start hosting a variety show. I want to like produce and host a variety <sighs> show, like a monthly thing. Yes. Um, I just, I need to find a venue for it. That's up to my standards. I'm not, you've been in most Berlin comedy clubs and you know how disgusting yeah. they are. And yeah. I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. I want like, I want it to be a yeah. classy joint. Yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. It. That's my second goal. And my third goal is just to redo my living room. That's very simple. I think that's doable. <laughs> I love it. I love these goals.
0: They all sound f- they all sound feasible, they all sound like they would be um, uplifting for you, good for you, and I'm excited to see them unfold yeah. in the upcoming year.
1: What about you? Um, or have you already talked about them on this podcast?
0: I don't think so. Well, I think for 2024, I want to take more risks in relationships. Hmm. And by risks, I just, I simply mean be more loving and open. (laughs) That's all I mean. Like be more present, loving and open in relationships, no matter what they are, like whether it's with friends or partners or colleagues, like everybody, I'd like to be more of that. Um, I want to get my novel out. So I want to like pitch it to my agent and see if she can do something with it. I want to um, start pitching the screenplay I'm working on, whether it becomes a pilot or an actual feature film. Either way, I want that done, and I want to start circulating it next year. Or at the very least, have people read it and give me notes. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's, that's it. I think those are plenty. Yeah, yeah. I think that's plenty. Yeah. yeah, And of course, my book is going to drop in April, so that'll keep me super busy. Mm and with that i just want um yeah i just want people to like read it and feel good about themselves like better about themselves after having read it okay that's my goal and intention so nice yeah that's good thanks i think they're simple but big yeah
1: mm-hmm. oh and
0: also visit berlin i'd love yeah. to do that like fuck you yeah you see my
1: new living my redone living room
0: yeah, yeah i mean you're just gonna paint it a different color or are you are just gonna restyle that no, i want like a green, that.
1: i want a green wall uh oh yeah and a green rug and just make it feel like oh you're in the f- woods it, yes into the woods like yes. time yeah
0: yeah more fairy tale vibes yeah why why do you think green you just like the color
1: yeah, I think so, and I, uh, I wanted to look like leaves and and trees, and yeah, and I can't see any ah. other color working in my in, in that room. Yeah.
0: So peaceful colors, ser- yes. serene colors. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what's interesting is you're talking about like being more, you know, vulnerable with your songwriting and your art. And the color green is associated with the heart chakra,
1: okay. which
0: is all about openness, tenderness, vulnerability, and love. Mm. So I think this would uh, be really, really very much in, in line with where you're trying, where you're headed. Okay. Yeah, I like it. All right. Cool. Well, Tobias, I'm so happy you uh, returned as a guest. You're always a superb guest. You were, like, one of my earliest mm. guests. And... um. You know, like the even the book that's coming out this year. What are you? Look at you stretching. I'm like trying to have a moment, and you're stretching. I'm coughing. I've been
1: sitting on a. We're clearly old o- chair without a backrest for an hour, and I'm old. Oh, yeah.
0: okay, yeah. We gotta do yoga. All right, we're almost done. Um, no, I mean the the book that's coming out. It's very much built on like conversations that I've had with all of my guests, and that includes you. And it's uh, very much built out of this podcast, mm-hmm. which, you know, you and Julieta especially, like I would always have you guys back as guests. And I think I had you and Julieta as my most frequent guests because Aww. I feel the most comfortable and at home with you two. Oh, that makes me yeah, feel And nice. um, I, think, I think that loving support really helped me a lot. So it's not just this podcast, but it's mm-hmm. also the book that's coming out. So I just want to acknowledge that and say thank you and say how much I appreciate you and all my friends in Berlin. Thank you. I'm excited to read it.